got stuck in my bed I can't get up today But I'm still here to play I will go on Just keep singing this song Not for fame or for bliss But for chronic happiness Good morning and welcome to Chronic Happiness, the chronic pancreatitis comedy podcast. I'm your host, Sophie, and I'm trying to figure out what to say during my first full-length episode of Chronic Happiness, the chronic pancreatitis comedy podcast. So I thought I'd spend this first episode telling you a little bit about myself, my illness, my likes and dislikes... We'll pretend like we're on a first date and I'll be the obnoxious person who keeps on talking and doesn't stop and doesn't let you get a word in edgewise. So my name's Sophie. I have chronic pancreatitis. I've had two acute flares in my lifetime, one when I was 18, one when I was 27. Between 18 and 27, I didn't know that I had chronic pancreatitis. I just had a really weak stomach, um, but I drank and stuff. And then after 27 and my second acute flare, a doctor looked me in the eye and was like, the fuck? Why are you drinking? If you... Or no, I wasn't drinking at the time. Or maybe I lied to him about it, but he looked me in the eye and said to me, drinking would be like throwing gasoline on a fire for you. So I don't drink anymore and I'm probably better off. Not gonna lie, functioning alcoholic, 15 years, 12 years, I don't know. I won't tell you how old I am right now. Later. (laughs) So, uh, that's me, a little bit in a nutshell. Um, we'll get to know each other over time. Uh, but you might be wondering why there is a hat as the profile picture, a knitted hat specifically. When I started this podcast six million months ago, before quarantine, I had every intention of knitting hats during each episode. And I had been knitting a lot of hats, and around Christmas time I donated and uh, sold hats um, just as a hobby. I, I, uh, I've been knitting most of my life, but I took it up again in full force in this past year, just looking for a hobby that could keep my hands busy while sitting down and saving energy. I've really had to work hard in these past several years to figure out what kinds of hobbies keep my mind stimulated as well because I was used to doing really extreme sports like mountain biking and snowboarding and hiking and I haven't really done much of any of those in the past few years and one of my biggest struggles, not gonna lie, is the mental health associated with not having really sweaty kick the shit out of you sports available to you. So knitting is one of the things that I took back up in full force about seven or eight months ago. It'll probably be longer when this episode finally airs. And um, and the plan is to somehow incorporate that into this. Uh, just as a great example of how you can do things from your couch. So I'll take up knitting again soon, but until then I'm just going to talk about it and keep that theme in mind, in your mind, in my mind. Um, I keep my yarn on the shelf of my table in the living room to keep me inspired. 
I will say, I knitted, like, a fuckload of hats, and then everybody gave me yarn uh, because they knew I was knitting, and then quarantine happened, and then I was like, I don't know when to fucking knit. I get a seven-year-old about her real quick. She is beautiful and amazing, and my partner's granddaughter. Um, he's quite a bit older than me, though. I, uh, I, I only act old. So she's awesome, but I did just spend, like, 24-7 time home with her during quarantine, and she's doing okay at summer camp right now, but I fear that we may be seeing quite a lot of each other again soon. She tends to have some trouble, especially around getting out of the swimming pool. So anyway, um, this podcast has taken months and months and months to really take shape and grow wings and fly, but I'm really, really excited about it, and I can't wait to kick things off here. Another thing that I'm going to share in future episodes is going to be um, articles that I've read and relevant information. I don't want all of this podcast to be bullshit. (laughs) I do want some of it to be based in fact, and I want to be able to share resources with you and also hopefully have you share resources with me. So with this episode, uh, there will not be an article because I haven't looked for an article. Um, I know what you're thinking. So far, there's going to be knitting and articles, but not this episode, some other episode. But I will get on that. I've been having some trouble with fatigue lately, which I guess is an appropriate thing to talk about here. Um, I uh, spent all day yesterday on the couch, um, sleeping on and off and just watching TV. I had every intention of recording or editing or using my brain in some way. Um, I was not fooled. I knew that it wouldn't be possible to use my physical body, but it really just wasn't possible to use anything. And that's one of the biggest struggles of chronic fatigue for those who don't know. I am not diagnosed chronic fatigue syndrome, but one of the big symptoms of my pancreatitis is chronic fatigue. It doesn't just affect your ability to like move your body and get out of bed. It makes your brain run slower. Think about if you've never experienced this, the most tired you've ever been when it becomes hard to control your emotions. Maybe you are bumping into things Think about that time. Think about a time when you felt so stupid that you just wanted to not be around people and just sit in the dark or sleep. That's kind of what chronic fatigue feels like. Um, I've described it as feeling like you're walking around with a quilt over your head just weighing you down, biding its time before you get completely flattened back into bed or sometimes for me it's the floor. Um, I'm doing my yoga teacher training and luckily I have a wonderful teacher because most of my practice has been taking place on the floor of my living room these days. Sometimes I get started really robustly and then just find myself laying on the floor um, quicker than I'd like. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do 20 minutes of standing and then I'll do some floor poses and then I'll just lay there. Um, often I find myself just flat on my back on the floor staring up at the ceiling. Um, I like to do full body scans when I'm in that position, but 
I'm trying to get stronger slowly without wiping myself out, and so I'll start standing and I'll try for a sun salutation or two, couple of warrior poses, and at that point, if I'm tired, I'll just hit the floor. I won't even try for, like, I'm not sure what a halfway up pose is, but that was the word I was thinking. Um, not downward dog. Tabletop and cat and cow. I can't believe I just forgot those things. Um, that is also part of brain fog, which is also a symptom that I experience a lot. For these episodes, I usually, while I'm planning to, there's no usually, I've done a little bit of writing, but make, uh, just outlines so that I don't get sidetracked. Um, so that was a little note, a a sidetrack to let you know that I'm going to try not to get sidetracked. But so, cat and cow, yeah, I don't even go there. I just lay down on the floor and I start doing, like, knees to chest and twists, which my shitty, shitty back isn't always up to, but I'll get to that some other time. And then inevitably, and sometimes right away, I just find myself laying on the floor. And uh, so that has been a huge part of my yoga practice. Um, Another thing I can tell you about myself, I have to eat under 25 grams of fat per day, otherwise I have very severe gastric symptoms. Um, it is very hard for me to get in enough protein. I don't eat any red meat. I also try to stay away from dairy. Even though I'm not lactose intolerant, it still has a pretty profound effect on my bowels. I am going to get gross with you guys here. I work in healthcare. I deal with a gastric disease, um, a digestive disease. I don't know what it's called. They wouldn't tell me for years. Um, so yeah, I'm going to tell you about my bowel movements. Um, but maybe not in that great depth because we've just met. Uh, that's Save that for later. Um, so anyway, I stay away from dairy beyond like some milk in my tea. I used to not drink coffee. I, well, I used to drink coffee and then I hadn't drank coffee since I had my last acute pancreatitis attack. Um, but during quarantine, I was reminded how much I fucking love coffee, and so now I drink one to three cups a week at work, but I don't bring it in my house. Um, neither my partner, Tim, nor I were drinking coffee or drinks coffee at home. He doesn't drink any since he had Lyme a few years ago, um, but we <laughs> we both still can't handle getting rid of the espresso machine, so it's just up on top of a cabinet teasing me up there. Not really, actually. It's way above my eye level. So what else about my diet? Uh, I might have said, I don't know, but I track every calorie and every gram of fat, et cetera, et cetera, that goes in my mouth, um, which is exhausting as well. It's one of those things where like, okay, what do I need to do today? Keep track of my energy, keep track of my diet, keep track of, well, those are the big ones. Um... (laughs) I don't hold getting dressed in very high regard most days. Anyway, I track everything that goes into my mouth, which is fucking stupid and exhausting. So often I will actually just eat the same things over and over for a few months until I get sick of them. Uh, So right now I'm doing sandwiches. Um, 
It's hard for me to find bread that's low in fat or fat-free, so I often eat white bagels or sourdough bread, which I know would make my mother cry, but you'll have that. Um, she is a very, very organic and crunchy granola kind of person, and, and I would say that to her. Uh, she will probably hear this. I love you, Mom. So I'm in a bagel phase, so I'm eating mostly one egg, which is all I can have a day, is one egg, because there are five grams of fat in it, to only about 70 to 90 calories. I know everybody wishes they knew this much about eggs. So I can have one egg, and then sometimes I'll put some turkey on it, uh, and then for lunch I'll have a turkey sandwich with light mayo, which people tell me is gross, but I literally can't remember what real mayo tastes like anymore, so just shut the fuck up. Um, what else do I eat? Well, my kiddo actually got me eating some fruit again. She requests things like cherries and apples, and I really wasn't doing that, um, just because I'm not super motivated to eat fruit and vegetables make my stomach do cartwheels, um, and not the good kind. But I've started eating a little bit of fruits, which I have to eat with a carb because they're very acidic and they make my stomach hurt. Um, but they're really good for you and sugar is fat free. So sometimes I eat too many gummy bears, but hopefully too many cherries or raspberries. I can't remember what else I eat right now. All I eat are turkey and egg sandwiches, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, vegetables are super hard on my stomach, especially cruciferous ones. So those are pretty much out. But yeah, I mean, listening to me talk about my food must be as boring as it feels to me talking about it. So let's move on. I guess I can tell you a little bit about my day to day. Uh, I mean, as anybody who has a chronic illness knows, you wake up in the morning and you're kind of at the mercy of how you feel. So I often will have the luxury of spending that how do you feel time in bed and just checking in before I have to get up. So that's nice. I can usually get my kiddo to lay down with me versus jumping right out of bed. Sometimes, anyway. Uh, and then when I do get up, I need, like, half an hour in the bathroom. Um, or at least that's how long it feels to me. But there's just no knowing when I go in what's going to happen. Because <laughs> pancreatitis. So then I do that. Um, then I'm too tired to stand in front of the sink and brush my teeth. So I often sit... And then I'm too tired again, and then I start walking around, and then sometimes I wake up, um, but sometimes I just kind of amble around spacey and stupid. I wander around my house in the morning because I get super tired in the afternoon, and I try to get dishes and laundry done. I am a parent, so, I mean, part of chronic illness is like, I feel like shit oh well, gotta keep doing it. I uh, actually only became a parent a couple of years ago, so I'm still pretty new at this thing. But quarantine really kind of blew it right at... Blah, blah, blah. Quarantine. <laughs> quarantine definitely catapulted me face first into it. Just kidding. I feel really self-conscious. Or not, I don't know, self-conscious. I feel really judgmental of the parents who are doing amazing, excuse me, not even parents, it's all moms, guys, of the moms who are doing amazing at, like, homeschooling and having kids home all the time and, like, 
what and like having a million kids on their hands all by themselves um I am not that parent my kid I think I mean from what I can tell from uh what you call it Facebook my kid needs the attention of four kids anyway so I just want to be able to be more sociable and I've always kind of shied away from social media but even the gigantic response I received after putting out my teaser has really given me hope and put some uh, put some wind in my sails has really tightened up my bondas so <laughs> uh, so thanks to everyone who's followed me and reached out so far I know some of you have indicated an interest in being interviewed, um, which is something that I am so interested in doing, but technologically inept at at the moment. Uh, But I have not forgotten you, and I am so excited to hear stories and hopefully get some decent recording to share them with the rest of the world. So yeah, come, uh, I'm all social mediaed out. Come (laughs) check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and email me at gmail, chronichappiness.tcpcp at gmail.com. I have a Facebook page called Chronic Happiness. Um, On Twitter, it's Chronic Happiness with one P because Twitter sucks. Uh, You can listen to me on Podbean, Buzzsprout, and CastBox, and I will see you, I mean talk to you soon. I love you. Fame or for bliss, but for chronic happiness.